0: Should get to once now baby thank you for clicking play to the advice from hannah show today is season one episode 31 rumbo a canada before we start this episode i want to thank our official media sponsor the wolf co the wolf co is an online academy for entrepreneurs looking to make a shift and change in their business are you tired of taking courses and events that didn't lead to actionable tactics join the wolf co for just $1.99 per year you'll have access to all the courses taught and led by fellow entrepreneurship they have a linkedin course right now that is so banging getting so much knowledge out of that now i also want to give a quick birthday shout out to carlucho34 a really good friend of this platform happy birthday today on the day this podcast aired carlos is actually hosting carlos woo woo's lab on october 10th this is a master class for all of those who want to discover the magic within them tickets are linked in carlucho 34's bio and mines at advice from hannah on ig and i'll also be linked in the comment box i'm gonna be there and i want you to come out and support because what's best than discovering our magic the advice from hannah show i am super excited to have an amazing guest on she's a dear friend of this platform welcome emily how are you
1: thank you i'm pretty good and you
0: i'm good thank you for being on here i know you're super busy entrepreneur and i want to let everyone know what you do so please describe your brand and how did rumbo canada get started
1: Okay, so first of all, my name is Emily. I am Dominican. I am based here in Toronto from 2016 and I work basically with immigration. So I do all the paperwork to people like overseas and here in Canada that wants to stay here, that wants to study, that wants to work, right? So, I am an immigration consultant, regulated immigration consultant, and that's why I created my company that is called RUMBO Canada in Spanish, basically to help, okay, to contribute to the society on on people that want a better life and want some change of environment. So, perfect. So, basically, if I want to come to Canada, I
0: look you up and I let you know hey, I want to immigrate to Canada because X, Y, Z, and you take care of everything from start to finish.
1: Yes. The first point of contact will be my webpage. is www.rumbocanada.com. In that webpage, I have a very important section for me that is my history, my story, why I am here in Canada and what was my process to to come here as an immigrant so that will be the first point of contact right or my email info at rumbocanada.com, so i can understand your chances your possibilities and maybe we can talk right and so i can walk you through on the better options and chances that you actually have to come into canada as a visitor as a student as a skilled worker it depends on your situation so who
0: influenced this journey? So who influenced you to, to start this company and help others come immigrate to a new country?
1: Well, actually, I started my process back on the R. We are talking about maybe four to five years ago, uh, maybe 2004, 2013. So me and my husband started the process without any help. Okay, And without any help, I mean without any help of our regulated immigration consultant. And because of that, we made a lot of mistakes, a lot of application refused, so we lost a lot of time on that. So that particular situation, like my personal situation, was my main focus on why do I need to create this company, this brand, and why um, should I help people like uh, that are actually on my same shoes? So I love
0: I love your story and that's why I decided to have you on the platform because I'm a firm believer of somebody who's done the process before and now you're just teaching generations to come. And yeah, a-
1: exactly. I love to teach. Actually, my background, like from the art, it's finance. So a uh, part of me love teaching. Right? Anything, finance, immigration, economics. It depends. Because that's on my blood, so why not teaching something that I am passionate about? So when I was in the R, uh, getting ready to come to Canada as an um, in, as a worker, right? I started and I'm talking to myself and and define actually what a specific type of work I would love to do in this new country. I was working in finance in the I was studying to immigration back on the R2 and, and legal administration. So why not? Why not give it a chance to this new profession and maybe um, start working on something that I can be, visualize myself helping others. That is the, the salt
0: and butter of every single equation. <laughs> I love that you just explained that because sometimes we want to think outside the box and think of a brand new business. When
1: you've informally have been doing your job for years yes exactly so um that's something that i that i'm really proud first that i started this business working full-time right in another position in finance position here in canada too back in dominican as well so first of all my main goal first one was to to educate my myself on the topic that i was thinking on working in, in this new country, Canada. So that's why I started thinking about building my brand. And of course, building this brand was a, a very important part of the situation because I, I love to, to deal with people, to help others. And that was a very important topic that I talked, for example, with the marketing team that helped me on this that I want to show the others one how I can help them. You are a master
0: connector. I must give you that. If anybody can round up people, it is you. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> you're very good at that. And, and you know what? That's that's part of the business of, of immigration and bringing everybody together. Do you have any mentors? Did anybody kind of... I know you, you're very you're self-made and you're self-taught, but did you have anyone that you looked up to, in a sense, while you were doing this journey, like somebody that you would call a mentor?
1: Yes. First of all, maybe my mentor was nothing related to immigration, but that person used to have the lifestyle that I was thinking about, right? Um, So first, my mentor was my mom. My mom has been an entrepreneur since a lot of years ago. So the lifestyle that she developed herself was, like, the best example, right, of a life, lifestyle that I would love to develop uh, for my family. Um, actually, let me tell you something. Back in the year when I was thinking on, on, on this company and starting uh, Roomba Canada, I remember that I wrote a, a couple of emails to immigration consultants, right, to try to, to get that exposure and, and try to, to get that particular mentor on the immigration field. It wasn't um, actually possible because maybe they they saw me as competition or or something like that. Um, So that was a a great example to me to to understand that my mentor doesn't have to be exactly related to the field that I'm working on, but must be related at, at least to the result that I'm reaching for. Ah, you
0: just dropped a gem right there. <laughs> like if you guys didn't understand that, go back. I know I say this every interview, but you've just fried it home right there. Your mentor doesn't have to do what you're doing exactly, but they're living the lifestyle that you want. Learn from them. Um that that was brilliant. That was brilliant. I could hug you right now.
1: Thank you. That was
0: a really good answer. Um you speak a lot of immigrating to Canada and you know, I'm kind of out of touch because I came here at such a young age so I don't really know much of like, you know, what's happening in immigration today. But how did coming to Canada, how did that look like to you? Like was was there culture shock? Did you expect one thing and got another? What did what did the transition look like to you, just in case somebody right now is looking to, to come here?
1: Yeah, it's like my first advice will be come with zero expectations, not only to Canada, but to everything, right? Uh, because if you go with zero expectations, whatever the result may be, you're going to be surprised because you were not expecting that particular result. Um, cultural shock? No, not as as big as people think it will be. Um, I was living in the United States for a couple of months when I was in college, so the cultural shock of living in a new country was nothing big for me. Um, something that maybe, yes, um, was a shock for me is, like, at least here in Toronto, where we li- both uh, are situated, it's like, maybe you don't even know your neighbors, right? <laughs> it's like that close relation that... I used to have back in the Dominican Republic with everyone. Um, It's not something that I'm particularly into here in Toronto. Um, Another big change is, like, I come from a culture, like, you don't have to plan that much ahead, right? But here in Canada, you must have an agenda. You must plan in advance because everyone is busy. All calendars are full. So... That was maybe like the first shock that I I had when I came to Canada. But if someone would like to to immigrate, my first advice will be: be open minded with zero expectations, know your possibilities and your chance, educate yourself, right to to, to understand what's ab- what what's, what's actually available in the market, and third, be optimistic and realistic because. I have tons of friends and uh, people that I I know that maybe come to Canada with the wrong attitude, right? Maybe because I was a manager in my country or I was a director in my country, I need to be that particular position here in Canada. And things doesn't work in that particular way here. So you must climb those ladders. You must Climb those stairs, right, to to get to to those particular positions. So for me, attitude it's is like the main um, goal of everyone that wants to be here in not only in Canada but in any other country that they are planning to immigrate. If a person comes with the right attitude, serious expectations, and well educated and uh, with a lot of information, I think. It's going to be a hit uh, as a sex.
0: You said something so crucial um, that I, I want to point out. Because I'm from the Dominican Republic, too. And everyone over there is more, apaga y vámonos. Which means, like, yeah. <laughs> turn off and let's go. And over here, like, you need to plan. And everybody has two, three jobs. And, and you know, we're busy. And it, it takes a diverse, somebody very open-minded to understand that it won't be the same, that you won't know your neighbor. The, the person next to me, I don't even know their names, and I've lived here for yeah. four years.
1: It, <laughs> same case here. <laughs>
0: so definitely, I, I really, you, can, you keep it 100, and you always keep it real when it comes to immigrating. And I'm a firm believer that in order for you to grow, you need to be uncomfortable. So yeah. it's definitely something that, that, anybody immigrating should take into consideration i've had this question asked a lot here i'm um, in a in a day of an entrepreneur what does your day look like do you you know do you wake up have coffee kind of what's a bit of your routine uh so our listeners can understand what a day in the life of an entrepreneur
1: is like yeah so actually um <laughs> it's so funny because I remember the first day of being an, an entrepreneur and not having at least, you know, the nine-to-five jobs. I had a lot of discussion with my husband because of that, because he comes with a nine-to-five, right? So he was not very familiar with my new schedule or, or or something like that. So first of all, most of my customers are based in Latin America, Spanish-speaker countries, right? Right. So maybe um, their schedule is pretty diffi- different than mine because I need to talk with those customers at nighttime, maybe really early in the morning, maybe on weekends, right, when they're not actually working. So my um, daily schedule can be really different from day to day. I'm not a morning person, actually. I'm trying to to work on that. I, I'm, I'm trying to to work on that, but for example, as as today, I woke up at 8 a.m., I, of course, had some coffee, then I went to Staples, because, <laughs> thanks for the promo, <laughs> because I I need to, to print and, and, and copy something, then I went to Canada Post, because I need to deliver some paperwork to a couple of customers here in Canada, and after that, I came home, of course, to check emails, respond to clients, and see my agenda for the day. Um, for example, today, I, after this podcast, I have actually three customers' calls, so maybe my day will end up around 10, p- 10 p.m., so it depends, right, on the day. Some days can be really hectic, some others are not that hectic, so you, you will make a balance, but it's really different from having a, a regular nine-to-five g- g- schedule or, or job. So you're basically
0: 8 a.m. to question
1: mark. Yes, 8 a.m. to question mark. I'm trying to, to build like an exercise routine, but it's, I'm pretty lazy for that, so I need to work on that. Um, but yes, it depends on, on my customers. Some sometimes I I had applications deadlines, and for example, yesterday, last night, I I need to deliver an an application. Uh, last night was the deadline, so I, actually I went to bed like at one a.m. Right? So it depends on the on the week, but it's like. I'm always working. Um, actually I, I try to not schedule any calls with customer on weekends. I respect my weekends. Um but on the weekdays, yes, it's like from eight AM until whoever knows. Yeah. <laughs> eight AM to fade.
0: It's yeah. it's pretty much. Um that's that's cr- it's every entrepreneur that I speak to is the same. Um, you're customer driven, so you definitely need to be available when the client is available and, and so on. But I commend you for, for making the switch to to eight to fade. Um it's it's really something I admire. And in these days that don't look variable, how do you keep accountable? How how do you make sure that what you do gets done? Because you don't have a supervisor or manager checking your work. Um, how do you keep accountable?
1: Actually I don't have a manager, but I have a lot of supervisors. All my clients <laughs> All my clients are my managers and supervisors. So I pass from having only one manager to have a lot of managers, right? Uh, so my clients are the the ones that make me accountable, of course. Um, deadlines. Deadlines is is really important in, in on, on this business immigration business. So if you know your deadlines, right? If you know if you are really clear on how much time can you spend on, on an application and a customer on an immigration study, um, that will help you. Of course, being organized. I I have an agenda. I am the old school. Like I I like to to write on paper on my agenda not having like an electronic one. But yes, uh, my agenda makes me accountable. Of course, uh, the competition too makes you accountable because you have to be right on, on the right track. You have to keep yourself updated with the last immigration announcement and, and all of that. But I will say that the main source of accountability for me comes through my customers. Absolutely. Especially with something so
0: delicate like immigration, I find that you need to make sure all your T's are, are crossed and I's are dotted. Um, so I, I commend you again. On, I admire you so much in everything that you do. I have to, my very last question before we, we go is, if you saw yourself at 20 years old, what advice would you give yourself?
1: will be don't stress that much. <laughs> I'm actually 33 right now, so I will be 13 20 years ago. Um, so yes, don't stress that. Don't stress that much. Live your life, have fun, and responsibility will come one day or the other one.
0: I love it. Have fun and don't stress too much. I'm pretty sure that we could all take a page from your book. And now this is a time in the show where I give you the stage if there's anything that you want to say, where can our viewers, listeners find you if they have any questions? So I I shush and the floor is yours.
1: <laughs> yes, it's like if you have an idea and first you need you need to be the best on that. It's like for me that's really important. If you want to to make a business of your passion, try to be the best on your market. It doesn't have to be the best on the country. It doesn't have to be the best on your city. It has to be the best in a particular situation. So um, that's something for me very particular. If you want to to feel accountable to, it helped me a lot to educate myself and to be next to people that I'm proud of right it, it can be related to immigration it can be related to customer to service it doesn't matter and just to finish it's like if you want to do something and this is a question that I always ask my my friends that are, are trying to to make a business or something it's like think to yourself what you will do for free right? While that business is, is coming together. So if you have that, ans- that particular answer, it's like, oh, yes, I can do this for free for a period of time after my business get all completed. It's like that's going to be your answer. And that's the particular thing that you are pretty much passionate about. Beautiful. And where can we find you if we want to reach out, say hello to you? um yes instagram my uh, business instagram is at boom canada and my personal one is ellie Duberge. i i think that maybe you can post that information on the podcast and if you have any immigration questions you can always reach to me at info at or www.roombook
0: perfect thank you so much for being on the advice from hannah show we hope you have a beautiful successful long business and we can't wait to have you back on here
1: thank you thank you so much you're welcome